Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD Vibes, and I'm joined by Tempe T. Wrestley. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, Luke. Quite well indeed. I'm nothing but a positive boy on this fine Friday. I got nothing to complain about. I was going to say, we're going to try and keep things positive today because it's been a bad week for LIW, uh, but that's, that's another story for another podcast, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like uh it wasn't it wasn't totally necessary, Luke. I know you're over <laughs> sitting on a cloud right now with the belt that you didn't bring home. But... Yeah, I left it at the office. I felt really bad yeah. about it, but like I got home yesterday and I suddenly like I literally parked up my car and thought, uh-oh. I, f- I was so focused on making sure I remember to bring my microphone home. I forgot mm-hmm. to bring the belt home with me. I'm, I haven't been champion for over a year. I forgot what it was like to have the belt. <laughs> and the last I time mean, I was last time I was champion, I was at home all the time. So like I didn't have yeah. to take it anywhere. So I, you forget. These <laughs> yeah, you things. had to like you had to go over to each other's houses and be like, "Yeah, I'll take that belt now." <laughs> I know it was very expensive Uber rides. The, the, the yeah. weirdest. The, it was a weird portion of time for us where Ollie and I basically kept losing the belt back to each other. We couldn't hold on to it for a month, so we yeah. were just just booking uber rides back and forth across london and an uber drive would arrive and i would say to them it's just this and i would film myself putting it into a car and then that car would drive off and I'd be like i mean i'll have a story to tell i guess it's a very expensive yeah. courier yeah yeah you could have no nah, i mean it's too far of a walk obviously but there was the the time during the summer when uh, when Jeff Hardy, of course, became NXT champion, beating Karrion Cross on Raw, that I decided to do that bit in the NXT review yeah, yeah. where I dressed up like Jeff Hardy and had uh, a, a belt that I've I slapped NXT on. <laughs> I didn't have that belt in my possession at the time because my best friend he he got me that belt for like a birthday yeah. a few years ago and everything. He actually ordered me this is a funny story he ordered off a wwe shop like it was like a bracelet like a mini belt it was like the big gold belt but it was tiny and they sent him an intercontinental belt like full-size real replica 
like by accident and he just never said anything about it like, well this is better it's like 200 dollars more expensive so yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll just give him this but he really likes that belt so there was at some point like last year or a year before a wrestlemania time or whatever where he just like just took the belt home and did a video of himself doing like jeff hardy dances with it and so i had to go and get the belt in order to do this bit but he only lives like a five ten minute walk away so I didn't want to like drive over. I just walked, but I did have to walk from his house to my house with a belt. And there were people who like drove by who were like, yeah, who's the champion? Go yeah, doing the John Cena thing or, or whatever. And I was like, I feel so uncool right now. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> You're that guy with a replica wrestling belt out in public. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm handing it over to, like, taxi drivers in London being like, oh, yeah, by the way, I mean, you can see it. I'm a man in my mid-30s. Here is a <laughs> fake wrestling belt, if you can take it, who is also going to be filming. And, like, City for Ollie as well, credit to him, always got into character. Always oh, yeah. just jumped right into the Mr. Davis character to be like, <laughs> I've got my belt. And, like, when you get the belt back, you had to, like, take it out and celebrate with it and stuff. Yeah. Felt very, very silly doing that. I, I just oh, actually yeah. had a look um if i could if i walked from my old house to ollie's flat it would take six hours and 42 minutes <laughs> yeah that's a long walk london's big london's mm -hmm. real big like it's uh, yeah, yeah it's an hour and a half drive but man that's a that's a long walk it would be a long walk it's okay it's... toronto's a big place too yeah i'm just not used to it like it just seems yeah. so bizarre to me it seems like so alien that it's just so big someone said to me today because like i you know, did my games master podcast um because the new series has started i'm featured mm -hmm. in it and then all this stuff you can see me in the crowd and it's all new games tempest and i'm an old man yeah. i don't understand a lot of these new games they played a call of duty modern warfare game i had a blues clue what was going on i genuinely found it impossible to follow the action and the mm -hmm. feedback that we've had to it on our discord channel is like man luke knows nothing about modern gaming and Luke's like, it makes him sound so old. And I'm like, yeah, as if I am real old. I'm real mm -hmm. old when it comes to this sort of thing. What's what's the the most recent new game that you really got into? I guess really got into as a stretch. I played and finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, right. But I wouldn't say that I got into it. I was just, I felt like I was just doing it for the sake of doing it after a while. Mm. Um, like I was begrudgingly finishing it. Because I was like, well, I've come this far. I guess you mm -hmm. know, I'll, I'll try and finish it now. Um, the new Ace Attorney's Chronicles is... It, I, I very much enjoyed that, but I haven't had a proper chance to to dive into it. Like, I've only done the the, the practice court case. Mm -hmm. So what is, like, the last... Doom 2016, I think, is the mm -hmm. last game that I really, really got into and I really, really enjoyed. It's not that long ago. It's not yeah. too bad. You know, considering... It, it gets tough to, to play video games at a certain point, you know? Like, I remember a conversation I had with my uh, with my brother, because he was very much, he has every game system. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a big old nerd. And at a certain point, he, of course, had kids. And it was just like, I don't think I've played a video game in, like, six, six seven years. You know, not really. Like you play like Mario Kart for ten minutes with the with the little ones or or something like that. You might play like the original Super Mario, but like give them the second controller and let them think they're playing or 
whatever. Oh, I yeah, did yeah. that with 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 my nieces and nephews, of course. But as a kid, I was always like, "Oh man, I can't believe he doesn't play video games anymore." That. <laughs> That's insane. And then, of course, you get older and you just start working, and it's like, man, I really don't have time to be playing video games. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like I said to Laurie back when we were doing Screen Stalker, I was like, the only way I'm going to get to play Doom Eternal is if Screen Stalker is still around, and I mm-hmm. can just do, I can play, I could play Doom Eternal through that. Like I'll just do Twitch streams of it. It's the only way I'm going to get around to playing it. As it turns out, I bought it last year. Didn't like it much. Uh, um, well, I, I, I going to sound like an old man here. I feel like they over they they overregged the Doom pudding. Doom is a very easy concept to get right. Mm. You get a gun, you see the monster, you shoot the monster, the monster explodes. Very very simple concept, and then you just add in more and more monsters. What did Doom Eternal add in? Tactics. Doom Eternal <laughs> adds in like, well, to kill this monster, you need to have this item attached. We're using this accessory and aiming at this specific point. I'm like, it's Doom. I haven't got time to like aim and like look for <laughs> specific parts yeah. i'm like just r- frantically shooting and trying to stay alive that's what doom is and mm. I, I, it pissed me off and i haven't actually picked it up <laughs> since because that was like the first thing you encountered and i'm like oh man that's a real shame yeah yeah no i feel you i feel you thankfully like i feel like uh my my favorite game ever only came out like a few years ago so i've i've been very much attached to that and i'll just go back and replay that uh if i ever am in the mood but it's not a lot of new games that come out that i really latch on to at this what was the favorite game favorite game ever is uh celeste it's an indie game that came out yeah it's a 2d platformer it's man I love me a good 2D platformer, and that it was like the best 2D platformer that I'd ever played. Just, mm, it was like Super Meat Boy, but with more story. And I really, really loved it. Really loved it. I have two tattoos from that game. Yeah, for the for the people watching, I got a flying strawberry right here, which is maybe my dumbest and fun. No, that's not my dumbest tattoo. The dumbest tattoo is a stupid jam jar on my arm, and then the uh, the feather that uh, that keeps the main character calm amidst my smorgasbord of random wrestling and video games and comic book things on my arm. <laughs> that's why I'm so that's why I'm massively into Castlevania at the moment. It's good. It's 2D. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know what I know where I'm at. I'm just exploring castles and stuff and I bloody adore it. Might be my favorite game ever actually. It's starting to become that way anyway. But you know what? Let's mm-hmm. get into this main show because we are talking about video games on the show today. Joined by very special guest star Matt McMuscles to talk about WWE 2K22 and will it be any good? Here is the show. Will WWE 2K22 be good this time? I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, your reigning gem, that champion who left his belt at the office. And I'm joined this week, not by Denise Salcedo for the Team Denise Show, because she is a bit under the weather. As we found out, Minneapolis cold weather is not made for a California girl. So she is slightly under the weather and she's not here. Also, I don't think she could give two single Fs about this game. Um, uh, instead, I'm joined by my step host, uh, my, uh, oh, my st- God. the substitute teacher who's filling in every single week, Tempest T Wrestler. How are you, my friends? Don't call me that, Luke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know the context of that. She doesn't, it seems. 
Oh, I'm, it, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm now slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, babe. And uh, joining us this week, a very, very special guest, a huge, huge fan of this man's work. You may have heard him on Talking Simpsons. You may have seen him on such uh, excellent channels as Stop Skeletons from Fighting or his own wonderful What Happened series. Please welcome Matt McMuscles. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. I heard someone say WWE video games. So I just, <laughs> I just heeded the call and now I'm here. And as you can see, I'm a fat white guy with a beard, which means I have a YouTube channel um, where I play video games and uh, like, like, whoops, sorry about that. How dare you? Um, I uh, and, and like you said, what happened? I've covered WWE games before, so any other opportunity to talk about them, especially the future ones, I'm I'm very much down for it. Thanks for having me. Sorry, do you say fat white man with a beard? Yeah, you'll be, you'll be right at home here on the WrestleTalk <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, right, so let's dive into. They released a a new trailer for 2K22 last week. Um, we we're actually we had planned to do this show last week uh, before all the releases happened. The three of us were going to do this, and we, we've delayed it by a week. So here we are talking about uh, the new one. They've released like uh, some new features that are going to be in there. Universe mode is back. My GM is back. My faction, I think, is a new feature. My rise, which is the story version, a brand new control scheme. This, that, and the other. Um, Tempest, I'm going to come to you first. Um, 2K22, it's you know, it's a promising trailer. I think it, it could be said, but after 2K20 and you know, two years of no game apart from Battlegrounds, how are you feeling about a new WWE game? Uh, I don't know if pessimistic is the right word, but I will kind of like reserve my judgment until I see the actual game. I just don't after. I haven't played a WWE game to own for a, quite a few years now, just because I haven't been impressed with many of the more recent ones, to be honest. And with 2020 being the last 2K game to come out, that's a really rough last step to, to follow up on, you know? So I'm not going to be going out and buying this game like day one by any means. I will kind of wait to see. I'll see other people that I trust their opinions, play the game, get their opinions of it, and then I'll kind of go from there. But there's some promising stuff. I like some of the features that they've brought back for this trailer, at least, you know? So there's a little bit of optimism there. It's just, man, coming off of that 2020 is just, it's got to be better than that. I can't imagine it not being. Well, I mean, Matt, you probably know more about 2K20 than most people. Your uh, What Happened video, I actually checked today, is part of 1 million views. Um, so, like, you uh, dived into the like, awful release that it was. I actually think at one point, and I th I'm pretty sure this is a fact, everybody gave up on 2k20 so much <laughs> that we were the top streamer on twitch of it because we were the only ones left standing wow <laughs> there's no greater victory than a default victory it's the two sweetest words in the english language um <laughs> uh, but matt like what were you what are your thoughts on on 2k20 and and how are you feeling about 2k22 well i'm i'm feeling a little like similarly where it's like there's been such a long gap now between you'd really like to think it would be better than 2k20 because like so many um game releases nowadays it's like were the team given enough time that's the main thing will the will the heads of the company just push something out the door is wwe putting pressure on them to release it in a state where like yeah, they, they don't care 
fortunately, since this is the first 2K WWE game in like a decade that's not released in October and actually releasing in March, I believe, as of right now, which is it always should have been because that takes advantage of WrestleMania hype, like actually releasing around that time frame. The only reason that I think they don't is because uh, most companies' fiscal year closes around then, so they want to maximize profits like a couple of months at least before that. I am feeling a little bit more positive, and it's based on one thing. It's not based on the modes or anything like that because they can still get those wrong. They can still all be buggy. What I did like was seeing the control scheme that they flashed in the trailer. And I saw that. I'm like, that looks a lot better. It was like light strike, heavy strike, a grapple button, just just a simple grapple button. That's all I want. No sticks, no nothing, just grapple. And counters were, were done in an interesting way. And I looked at that. And whenever you started a 2K game and you would see the control oh, yeah. layout of a controller, <laughs> it'd be 60 different actions going to every bu- every single button. I'm like, oh, God, just, just bring back All-Stars. Please cancel this. <laughs> bring back All-Stars. I love that game. And it's never going to be back, sadly. I had that moment when we did 2K20, 2K19 streams. We had like Steve from Going in Raw over. And I hadn't really played 2K19 much. And I just got hand a controller. And we were like live recording it. And I was like, oh man, I didn't know how to play this game at all. Like, I have no idea. And I'd be like, Laurie, what are the buttons? He'd be like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I'm like, oh, I've forgotten everything you've said already. <laughs> like, I am. That's any time a YouTuber or anybody like plays a new 2K uh, WWE game, they're like, "What do I just? I just want to throw the guy into the cage, or I just want to climb <laughs> the turnbuckle." And they're like, "Okay, hold start, press select, wiggle the controls." Like, no. Um, but I, I have to think that again, this this will be better somehow. But you know, 2K uh, Take Two, um, they kind of pushed out another game a little too early, and it was called GTA Definitive Edition. So. I know they're not exactly the same company, but they're also the same company. So I, you know, I, I think because uh, 2K20 had such a bad backlash, and they just skipped 2K21. Like there wasn't one this year. It was it was Battlegrounds, like you mentioned before. I, I it, I'd be so shocked if it was. It has to be as good as like some of the better ones in the last couple of years. Like, I don't know, 2K18, something around that era. I always forget which one is considered a good one, which one's considered a bad one anymore because they're so interchangeable with the names. Why, why can't we call it like Here Comes the Pain 2 or <laughs> Shut Your Mouth 5, you know? I think if if my knowledge of this is is right, I think two K nineteen was was considered one of the good ones. I think pretty, so because I think like once two K twenty was bad, people tried to revert back to two K nineteen, but there was yeah. like a there was like a tick box thing, right? That meant that you could not go back to playing two K nineteen. You had to like uninstall it and then rebuy it again or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't Tempest... want you playing the old game. No, they don't know. Play the new one. We've made yeah. you a new one now. Um, you don't like what you think you like. <laughs> <laughs> this one has a new hat. Tempest. Um, is is there anything that like sticks out from the the trailer? Like Matt was talking about the the new controls, which actually look way more appealing. Um, is there any like of the modes that you're you're kind of excited by? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I I don't think that me personally, I'm super interested in in any of them, but I'm glad to see like my GM mode is back. 
you know, the the GM thing, because you could basically just do like Battle of the Brands, like, you know, is on up, up, down, down and such, because we all love up, up, down, down, you know, and hopefully we can get some content out of a show like that over on our channels, you know. Maybe that's a, a always look into the future, thinking, always you know, thinking, perhaps. Tempest. I like that other people can have a mode like that because I know that that mode is very like important to, to some folk. You know, that's a very popular thing. I don't care as much about it just because I don't know. I don't have excessive amounts of time to sink into a video game coming up, like with the storylines and and doing that sort of thing. So I probably won't play too much of it, but I'm glad it exists for other people. Yeah, I'm in a similar ballpark with you. Like I, I mean, I've just had a kid recently, so playing games doesn't like I. I don't have time to play the games. That's why I'm playing Symphony of the Night again. Because I yeah. know where I'm at with Symphony of the Nights. I know exactly what I'm doing. The The newest game that I got was the Castlevania Advanced Collection. Because I'm like, it's like Symphony of the Night, but they're shorter. And I can easily get through those much quicker. Um, Matt, are there any modes that jump out to you that you, you're looking forward to? Uh, well, GM mode being in there, that's great for other people. I'd probably mess around with that, but it was never a mode that... I, it totally made sense to have it. And I don't know when they stopped doing it. Definitely wasn't in 2K20, but I don't remember if it was in 2K19 again. These games are so interchangeable. Um, I would just like to think whatever the story mode is. Again, I don't know. remember if that's called 2K Showcase or just, just call it Road to WrestleMania mode or story. Like, you, you know, I, they yeah, I think to, it's, it's been rebranded My Rise. I think for this one, my rise. Okay. That's, that's fine. I guess um, the one in 2k 20 was so visibly <laughs> bad. It was bad and it was good. It was because the, the, all the cutscenes of that, they, they look like they were from early PS three and 360 era, the way they rendered the cutscenes because it was using your created characters and, and all that. And it, it was such a mess. Um, I miss those modes. I know I miss the arcade mode from like 2k, not, not not even 2K, SmackDown versus Raw, 2007 or 2009, when you had to collect souls for the Undertaker's soul machine yeah. and shit like that. And <laughs> and it's and the, the mode started in Montreal. Like you're like, oh, we're, we're driving to Montreal. And like Shawn Michaels needs you to I like I want to interact with the wrestlers in a more like over the top stupid way. Cause it seems like all the uh, arcade story modes are like yeah they have a name like that my rise because i'm a developmental talent i'm going to put in an nxt i'm going to flourish then i'm going to be called up then my career is going to be gone they're going to give me a gimmick they should make a mode that's really <laughs> self-aware you 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 make a really good youtube channel you take all the profits away from their youtube channel <laughs> i i would love that but it's not going to happen sadly um i do hope I understand for a trailer, they can't show absolutely everything, but I do hope there's like a fun, like arcadey style mode where it might make you do like wacky challenges. Like it doesn't have to be really long. Like, like you said yourself, um, I don't have as much time to complete full games as I used to, because I need to play a little bit of one game and move on to the next. That's how it's the nature of the beast. But I would really, I hope there's like a pick up and play mode where it's just like kind of go through, don't have to go through 16 million tutorials. Um, another, a good example, again, I bring it back to WWE All-Stars where you just had like a few quick storylines to play. It was like, oh, here's a uh, feud against The Undertaker. Here's a feud against Randy Orton, blah, 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 blah. I hope there's like something that's 
more bite-sized for people that like don't really want to play the GM mode because the GM mode is so extensive. And uh, I'm again, I'm glad that's in there, but it's not a mode for me. I, I just I just kind of want to jump in and have fun. So I hope there's something that kind of facilitates that. That's not just multiplayer stuff. Like I hope there's like a like at least a single player mode that that's catered to to people that uh, don't have a lot of time to put into all these giant games. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think there is a mode in the in this that is that which is called my faction so as far as i understand looking into you when i was reading about my faction today is that you mm -hmm. build up a faction of stars from like past and present and future and then there are like weekly challenges set for you because okay. i so i think basically and then basically just do seasons of that and you use that to get money and you unlock stuff it's also where the virtual currency comes in <sighs> I miss the SmackDown Mall from No Mercy. I'm sad that it's called it's called what mode? My, my, my faction, I believe. I re if if anyone's familiar with OSW, I really wish that mode was called like uh, my boy stable. <laughs> my <mode>. boy stable. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> 
That's, that's just, what I'm calling my stable. I'm calling you my boy stable. My, my boy stable, because like, like you know, you take, uh, you take this, you take this character. You take. Well, I'm trying to think of 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 uh, wrestlers that haven't been released, but uh, it's hard to keep up. But I'm gonna yeah, say like not. you get your you get your own losers mode. Like, hey, those are my losers. You you take them. Uh, uh, you can't have them. They're they're mine. And you like brand each boy with like your brand. So here's, I found this online today. My faction is a brand new mode that's a first time for WWE games. Your aim in this mode is to build a faction that rivals the likes of the New World Order, the Heart Foundation, DX, and New Day. This is done by collecting, managing, and upgrading superstar wrestlers picked from every era. Your squad of stars can then do battle in new game mode and challenges supported by weekly events and challenges. 2K note that my faction will make use of a virtual currency, but emphasize that it's not required. We'll see how I'll, I'll, we'll see how true that statement is when it's out. Um, this is a direct quote. It is super important to note that the virtual currency does not offer any sort of competitive advantage or put players into a play-to-win situation. The items you purchase with virtual currency can also be purchased by my faction points earned via gameplay. Hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've heard this statement before about in-game currencies, where it's like, hey, you can just grind through the game and you get the points. But actually, it's much harder to do it that way. And it's just much easier to to buy uh, to buy the virtual currency. I mean, uh, go on, this is the company that also charges you to access everything in the game. There's always that pass they give you. That's what, $20, $29, where it just says unlock everything. And you have to pay real money. I mean, you don't have to pay, but if they're going to charge you for that, I'd be surprised if I'm assuming this is all the stuff you unlock is cosmetic things. If they're saying that it doesn't help you competitively, then it just must be like custom character parts and, and bells and whistles really. Right. That's what I would wager. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I've brought Simpsons up uh, in every point we've made so far, but you know, like you know, <laughs> you're ahead of me <laughs> you know, like in, in Simpsons tapped out. I, I mean, bear in mind, I haven't done Simpsons tapped out in 10 years or so, but like Simpsons tapped out, they would do like, Oh, it's the Halloween horror piece. Right. So we're doing a Halloween horror thing. And, you for the next month you can unlock these things uh, but once that month is over you can no longer unlock those things so i guess yeah. it would be yeah it's like a weekly seasonal thing to be like if you in this week you can unlock these outfits for create a wrestler or these arenas or this that, and the other that, that would kind of be my assumption anyway yeah it's like yeah. um uh other beta like um uh, sorry, games to, as a service thing, like Overwatch or whatever, when there's like a holiday event, you can only get skins during that time. I mean, that sounds okay, I guess. I don't know if there's much an appeal for Christmas costumes for wrestlers, but <laughs> what um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm going to wear Christmas-themed gimmicks out of the way right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Christmas, the Christmas monster or whatever. Who is the Christmas it? creature. Uh, the Christmas creature, thank you. Glenn Jacobs' most iconic role. <laughs> uh, Tempest, I mean, how do you feel about uh, my faction? Does the idea of the, the virtual currency put you off somewhat? I think the way that it's been described and the way that we've kind of theorized about what it could be, I'm just like, I'm weary of it, of course. Anytime just like the term in-game currency comes up, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but Again, I think it will depend on how easy it is to grind for things. Because if I can't, I've never purchased coins or anything in Overwatch to pay for 
the skins and whatever else I might want to do. Because I will just grind for it. And if I don't get it, I don't get it. And I don't care that much. But if it's something like you need to do this in order to pay for wrestlers to unlock, to have in your factions, then I'll be like, all right, piss off. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And if, if it's too much of an effort to grind for something like that, like I just want to put Bret Hart in my legendary stable. Leave me be. Let me put Bret Hart in my stable. I don't want to pay to do this. I've already paid for the game. So I will see. I'm weary of it, you know? I don't want in-game currency to just be a thing. But it'll depend on how it's implemented. Tempest, do you get kicked out of Canada if you don't put Bret Hart in your faction? Of course. Of course. (laughs) Everybody in the faction has to use a sharpshooter. I believe that's a bylaw in Canada. I live here too, and I'm pretty sure that's in like that's that's a jailable offense. So. <laughs> so I'm just gonna highlight the comment here where it said Simpsons tapped out. It isn't a game look. Oh, I'm well aware. It was an interactive coloring book that I was paying money towards, like an absolute moron. <laughs> I, I used to spend my like build my day around tapped out, being like, well, okay, that task will take two hours, and I do have a two-hour commute coming up, so I'll set that up now. It was awful. I really regret spending all that money that i did on it um i yeah the, the for me like the the virtual currency thing is the is the thing that gives me pause like i really mm. like the idea of it but the second you start talking about like in-game currency and i i struggle to buy into the argument of you know oh it's not required and if it ain't required then why is it there like that's yeah. always my my sort of thing it's, about it it's possible to balance it i i remember a game or two i i honestly forget which one it was where i was like huh that seems all right i i it wasn't offensive or whatever and and the problem is is like they can't not have it like every other 2k game has it every company has their own launcher their own online you know club whatever and it's just it's just a reality at this point and as long as wwe shacks up with a publisher that that does these things like it's never gonna go away like unless they go with someone much smaller which here's the thing i don't know how you guys feel but like i was really really into that idea that thq had towards the end of their run with with wwe games where it's like switch out the game every year have your sim game one year then have your arcade game the next the whole idea was it was going to have a wwe 2k not 2k but wwe 13 uh, wwe 12 and then the next year was going to be all stars and then after that it was going to cycle back kind of like how they do with call of duty nowadays but unfortunately thq didn't last long enough for that to really happen and the fir- very first all stars didn't sell like as well but it's like it was never going to it was like a brand newish game and i always think that's a that's a much more interesting way to do it because i really think there's two factions uh, as you were of um of uh wwe like or wrestling game fans that want something that's easy and pick up and play and you don't have to commit like tons and tons of time to it versus the person that does want to play gm mode and see absolutely everything and unlock absolutely everything but i don't think you know 2k is going to go that route especially since i assume battlegrounds sold really terribly which it should have it, it deserved it so <laughs> yeah well, not 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 great there but like I'm, I'm with you like i i appreciate the break that we've had like mm, yeah. I think actually having two years between the games is really like it's made me want to play the game. 
if that makes sense. The fact yeah, that yeah. I didn't have to like play, you know, I, I didn't have to play one this year and then wait for the next one to come out the next year. So I think that really has like whetted my appetite. And the fact that like, you know, next year, if we get uh, 2K22 and if the AEW game comes out next year, like that's a really like cool and exciting time. And like, that's, it, it kind of takes me back to like the, the late 90s when I was, you know, do I play WWF Attitude? Do I play WCW Backstage Assault? Like, I, you know, you got the Neither option. actually. <laughs> 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 but but your your point's really strong where it's like that was the best time for wrestling video games especially because there were there was like a new one coming out like a two at least two like a year and it made each game better it, it would inform the other one like oh well we have to oh, at, like outdo them and whatever AEW and uh Ukes are cooking up i really wish they would show a little bit more of it it's like we got one gameplay snippet like five months ago and i know like you know these things take time obviously but um and i want them to take their time with it but at the same time i'd like to see like i don't know some more screenshots maybe i've missed them but i do follow aw games on twitter and, and they never really seem to talk about it but i'm really excited for that game because i called it i think and in, in my uh what happened on 2k20 i was like i'm pretty sure they're going all elite uh ukes and then it turned out to be right i'm like it, it made the most sense so i'm really glad and you know every single game company in the world that makes a wrestling game is like this is exactly like no mercy and wcw nwo revenge they're gonna be exactly like it and it never is it's there's always something wrong with it but i'd like to think they're telling the truth this time and that's what they're aiming for so oh matt on that point actually 2k executive producer patrick gilmore i found this quote from him core gameplay is one of the major investments we're making in this next installment we're looking at much loved previous games like no mercy and SmackDown, <laughs> here comes the pain along with top franchise installments modern wrestling and fighting games to build an all-new philosophical foundation for the game you're right like it feels like any time a wrestling game comes out there's always that like well it ain't no mercy and if it ain't no mercy i ain't interested or it could just be like the first couple of smackdown uh, like smackdowns like people still really like those too because they are arcadey they're way more fast um, but you know, every time they say this, it never really works out. Like I think even all a five-star wrestling, like, uh, when they had their <laughs> no, game yeah. was just like, it's going to play exactly like no mercy. And it's like, will it though? No, it, no, it didn't. So, uh, Tempest, if you were like, do you have like that sort of hope as well? Do you want it to be more arcadey? Uh, a little bit. I just, I don't know. I'm hoping for just like a really good game out of the AEW game. You know, it, it, I haven't been super impressed by many of the WWE games. I, like you guys, think that that two-year break between, like, 2K entries would be really beneficial for them. Not only in just giving me more time to want to play the game again, but giving them the opportunity to come up with new ideas and just not put out the same game again, just with slightly different controls or slightly different modes. Like, actually develop like a new game with new ideas and take your time with that and i like that aew is kind of taking their time to make sure that this game isn't rushed and making sure that they can put out the best game that they can i hope that they do that they certainly have had like good you know people behind the game you know with the i think the creative director of uh, no mercy is is working on the game yeah you know which is a very good start i again would also like to see more stuff out of them at this point but i have no idea when we're supposed to even get the game at this point but if it's arcadey i just don't want it to feel like a wwe game i want it to feel like its own thing you know like i'm not getting 
AEW 2K whatever. I want to get an AEW game, and whether that's different modes, whether that's different you know gameplay, whether that's different controls, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm not a game developer, but I know that I want something different out of this. The other thing that gives me slight pause about 2K22 is there's been lots of stories and rumors and speculation about a troubled production, and it's really not been the fault of 2K or you know the developers or anything like this. It's actually down to WWE's mass releases that they have had over the last couple of years. Um, in fact, of the they released a list of wrestlers that would be appearing in 2K22, and 61 of them have since been released no way that, right that's, that's mighty like, that's 61 names that you have spent time putting into a game that you now have to take out of the game and that's that's wasted man hours right there um and apparently you know like uh, the first dlc package was going to be built around bronson reed so like he was going to be like the star of the the dlc with a couple of people around him and uh, according to the, uh, it was I found this on uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, the report added that at least four superstars who were released on August 6th were originally penciled in for 2K22. Due to releases, the development teams of Visual Concepts and publisher 2K Sports were quote left scrambling for DLC plans. At least two DLC packages were scrapped, uh, have been scrapped over the past four months. Like that is going to be like demoralizing when you're making a game tempest. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine putting in all that work, doing anything, and then for this dumb-ass company to just <laughs> fire another batch of people. You know, like, we hate covering that sort of thing just for the sake of, like, oh, that's really terrible. You know, I'm sad that these people have lost their jobs. But imagine you've put in, like, hours upon hours upon hours to, to render all of these wrestlers to be in this game and then just be like, Oh, that's another one that needs to go. That's another one that needs to go. And seemingly like every month and sometimes even less than that, you need to do it again. Like I would be so concerned coming up with any sort of ideas like, okay, let's yeah. do a DLC package of nothing but old talent, like eighties wrestlers, like, cause they can't fire them. You know, that's <laughs> the only way that you can go about it at this point. You can't work with NXT. You can't work with the main roster. What are you going to do? that's why that's why games in the past like i think it was maybe 2k15 that they're like well now we have an attitude era like gameplay yeah. mode because you can't mess that up you you know you, they can do what with that what they want and you could do an 80s one i guess i would think that 2k or wwe were like no nah, no nah, the 80s were terrible no one want the kids today they don't want to play the 80s like you know they they, they poo poo that idea um and i guess that's why they did that and because they have this problem now where we can't build DLC or future modes in the game that are based around personalities. Now we have to think about something outside the box that has something to do more with like gimmick matches or something more general, because then we can just swap in who, whoever really, it doesn't matter too much because we can't build it around like an NXT storyline, uh, depending on how that goes and, or just new, new wrestlers that get called up. So it, it puts them it puts them in a really difficult position. I didn't even think about that, how like it, they're going to, they have to plan out DLC packs for the future, like well in advance and they can't even really do that. And they're already concerned with making just a good game because they're under a lot of like pressure and, uh, and, um, on, and under a microscope. 
And it's like really concerning actually now that I think about it. I'm getting I'm getting more and more negative on this game as, as, as this podcast goes on. <laughs> Imagine well, you make it through developments of like halfway through Smash Brothers and being told like uh, actually like half of the characters, you just need to delete them. Yeah, like, Ninten- Nintendo's releasing a bunch of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> that would not fly, I don't yeah. think. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> Right, well, let's get into some of your thoughts. Thank you for joining in the conversation. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your ultra chat. And hey, if you're clicking links, why not click the one for Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. Tomorrow is the last day that this offer is currently available. 10 free beers on us. Just got to pay for that postage and packaging. I think it's actually, oh, actually, last next week might be the last week we do this. I may have been lying to people. We may have more Beer 52 sponsorship, actually. I take all of that back. Still, click that link down below because it's an excellent service and we love them. Uh, the Guilty Hat said, genuine question. Even if it was good, which I doubt in every fiber of my being and body, do you think it will matter? I know to me the two uh, WWE games have been a dead brand for a while, and I can't imagine I'm the only one after 2K20. Uh, Tempest, what do you reckon? I don't know if dead brand is how I feel about it, but it's definitely like I'm not particularly excited about WWE games right now. It's something that I'm not like, oh, I'm dying for information about this game. You know, as far as other games that come out like every year, there are ones that I care about a lot more than this. So they need to do something to get my enjoyment and excitement back up. And I don't know if you can do that right now. Just not that high on WWE and WWE-related products at the moment. But I kind of see where he's coming from. What about you, Matt? Um, I can't imagine it's a dead brand in terms of profitability for 2K and WWE. If it, if it was, they wouldn't, they wouldn't con- continue doing it. Even though the sentiment... But like at fans is like, yeah, we're at an all time low. Like everyone doesn't hates these games. I mean, everyone in your circle does, but I'm sure there's still lots of like WWE super fans that just will buy it every year. We'll get the DLC. We'll get the uh, pre-order stuff. And it, and it continues based on that. But I mean, I remember that time we, we talked about it earlier with no mercy and, and, and those games, but even after that on the GameCube, Xbox and PS2, it was crazy. All three of those consoles got their own unique WWE games. Like WCW is out of the picture, obviously, but you had you had the SmackDown games, then you had the WrestleMania games on the GameCube, but then those turned into uh, Day of Reckoning and Xbox got like two raw games. There's all this options, but they can't do that nowadays because it, it, games require so many more people to make and they only have so many development studios and visual concepts could barely stitch a, a, a game together at 2K20. But, I mean, the, the, it is a dead brand in terms of the people that love all those old wrestling games and they just want something that's that's akin to that and they don't get it year after year after year. Even when they do get something different like uh, Battlegrounds, um, it's just not what people still wanted and it has its own problems. Um, but I'm always hopeful that at least if not this 2K22 or AEW, there's going to be something coming 
hopefully in the next year or two where it will at least placate some people that love all the, that old stuff. But um, yeah, I, I understand the sentiment of someone just going, well, th- this just seems like a dead brand. And I have to admit that after two, 2K20 that uh, it's at an all-time low for sure. Yeah, I I got 2K19 because I was I was given a, a code by 2K to, to play it and sort of like, you know, be an influencer and tell people that you're playing the game. And I was just like, I installed it and then I started playing the game. I didn't realize that the full thing hadn't fully downloaded. And I was like, this game's got six characters in it. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit of an idiot. Um, but we also got given, we have in our office, I believe, eight copies of 2K20 because we bought a copy and then we went to the BT Sport events when they were like launching the fact they had um, NXT UK and we got given copies of it there. So we've all of a sudden got like stacks of 2K20 copies in the office. And I think like it had it not been for the fact that Tempest Pete and I have got plans for 2K22 when it comes out, I don't think I'd be buying it personally. But for like work and stuff, and I think hanging out with Tempest and Pete and playing the game, I, I actually am kind of stoked for it now. And it's, and it's because of I'm playing it with friends. And I think that's why. Like if it was just a solo thing, I don't know if I would be playing. I don't know if I would be picking it up. Mm. I will see where that stands with the AEW game, though, because something tells me that I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, Eric Metzloff said, not to be that dude, but how do we all feel about supporting this company via the game from an ethical standpoint? will just be increasing their revenue while they cut staff in and out the ring due to budget cuts, to quote Luke Owen, this company. I, I kind of get what Eric is saying there, but I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm on that line anyway in that I cover them every week. You know, I've still watched Raw. I, I still watch SmackDown. I'm still watching NXT, you know, and that's, I, I can make the argument, yeah, it's my job. It's what I'm paid to do. But I, we could take the stance not to do it. We don't. We take, you know, we we could do that. I still watch all the Saudi shows. Unfortunately, we just use those options to be like a uh, a charity drive. Tempest, what do you? How do you feel about that? Pretty much the same way as you. You know, like I still pay for the WWE Network because I have to because it's my job. That being said, I certainly don't go out of my way to support the company just because I personally don't enjoy the product. You know, and that that goes beyond just uh, the the ethics of of WWE releases. It, it has something to do with it, because of course that decreases my enjoyment of the product. But yeah, I don't know. I I probably I probably wouldn't go out and buy the game myself. But I think that just has more to do with the fact that I'm not looking forward to the game as opposed to like, well, I can't give my money to these these WWE folk. I don't yeah. know. I walk the line too, but. It's it's a job, and we do what we do. As Devil Within says, making purchases on ethics in 2021 is completely impossible. Matt, what Very do you much. reckon? Uh, well, I agree with that post right there because <laughs> you're, you're probably everyone's buying something w- once a day from a company that's not exactly ethical. But you kind of have to separate whether you feel like is this money supporting the hardworking devs that have been trying to salvage this? Am I showing them support by buying this? Am I showing? WWE and 2K that like, hey, if you take your time and make a game every two years, uh, that's the plan that should be going forward. And that's beneficial for almost everybody, except maybe Vince and his profit margins that he wants. I don't know. But you kind of have to, you know, separate whether you want to support their effort of actually slowing down these releases. And, you know, you could consume the product that way or, you know, just not buy it at all. And if you if you're into the AEW game, uh, support that then maybe 
you know, but I, I understand uh, with WWE standing with a lot of fans around the world right now. Uh, if, if you don't want to support the game, no one's going to be like, no, you should. Uh, <laughs> they're a struggling company. Not, they're really not, you know, not so much. So it, it just depends on what you value, I guess. Uh, Homestar fan 13 says, I'm super excited for this new game. I'd like to think that the company are trying to get back in the good graces of fans. Bringing back GM mode is a good start. Also, Buddy Murphy is briefly in the trailer, which seems like certain wrestlers will be in it. Uh, I would add to that either that or that was something that they had been working on and now are having to remove. Uh -huh. I'm inclined to agree. Like trailers <laughs> don't get made that day. <laughs> they get made like you know weeks in advance so i assume that's that's why he's still in there yeah Tempest. Yeah. yeah i mean buddy murphy was released quite a while ago which would lead me to believe that maybe you could fix that up maybe maybe not i don't know but i don't know it'll be interesting i could definitely see them like because i remember they put cm punk in in wwe 14 or whatever it was 2k 14 when uh, that game came out and he was long since gone from the company when that when that all happened so i could see them putting a lot of these people in the game anyway i don't know if they'll just delete them from from the game but the advertising i think will be an interesting tell and if we get another trailer before then i think i'll be keeping my eye out for one of the many many people that have been released over the last year uh, Vash TS 1984, you know eventually 2K is going to get pissed. The development cost to mocap and character design is uh, and balancing cannot be a small one. I wonder if like 2K are almost just like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's that then. I, I guess this is the, the boat that we're in as opposed to can we get ourselves out of this deal? Probably. That that seems more like the, the likely business side of things where it's just like, alright, this business partner that we have is being difficult again. Let's work with it and put the game out as opposed to like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta find a way out of this deal. I don't know. I don't know how much yeah. that, that works. Yeah. Well, I mean, working with clients is never yeah. an easy thing. Your client has got changes they want to make. Uh, <laughs> now, what do you reckon? Um, well, I'm always assuming that it's WWE that calls the shots about who stays in the roster and who does like not uh 2k or whatever. So I guess it's always WWE's discretion whether should we keep this wrestler in? Will we get will we get flack for this? Like, should we keep Keith Lee in there? We're probably going to get more people complaining that we're still using his image and his likeness in our game versus being, oh, he's in there because it's not accurate to the product as of that time. Back in the day, like they were screwed. You couldn't just easily um get rid of a wrestler there's lots of wrestlers like in the 90s or whatever that were in games but were gone from the company like a year like i think uh hulk hogan was still in products when he's left the company for like eight months and he's still like on the cover um so nowadays i don't know how it works but i just like to think WWE's like quick to erase all images of a particular uh, talent that they just don't want associated with the product anymore for, for whatever reason. And 2k will just listen to them. And like, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if buddy Murphy would stay in it, but yeah, it has been a while since he got released. And, and that, that part's weird to me because I remember talking to someone on Twitter and they're like, Oh, there's been lots of examples of WWE keeping uh, talent in the game at long after they've been, uh fired or, or let go or whatever and i was like huh i guess it must be like 
when when you said uh, CM Punk was still in a game, I was like, wow, really? With the way he left and the way they they released him, I'm I'm that that was shocking to me. I I, I just assumed that he was just you know the uh, Thanos snapped out of the game like <laughs> that day. So that's that's pretty weird to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, someone mentioned there as well that, like, despite, you know, they may be removed from the game, but uh, the work that they've done, like, it, I remember, like, back in the day, some of the games, you would have, like, uh, taunts and moves and sort of, like, this right. kind of stuff to be able to create those wrestlers. So, like, yeah, Keith Lee probably won't be in the game, but everything that they've done for Keith Lee will probably be available within mm. the game. Like, if you want to make it, you can give him his exact move set as an entrance that's very similar and that sort of thing. I go, I'm pretty sure... in might be the first smackdown game like all the things you need to make jeff jarrett are in the game and like mm. you can just easily just make jeff jarrett if you were if you were really wanted jeff jarrett in your game you <laughs> would uh, have at it so yeah i'd imagine there'll probably be something along those lines where you'd be able to create the wrestlers and people are very good at that people are amazing yeah. actually it's incredible oh yeah um oh cool says yo shout out to matt been a huge fan since bomb ass review days since you've developed your own game in your experience what's the most rewarding and most challenging part of development much love and america uh thank you um uh most rewarding thing i think it was like the first time i i held the game when it was running on a switch for the first time because it was on Steam for a long time uh, after that, and that's, you know, there's no tactile feeling to downloading a game on Steam. But uh, when it was first playable on a Switch, like a video game console, and I was able to play on my hand, I was like, this is crazy. Uh, what, what a trip. Um, so there's that. And the most challenging thing is, I think, uh, having to adjust to things on the fly. Like if a decision gets made, there's, you know, a ripple effect, like almost everywhere, like a, a character design, like changes suddenly and all the work, you know, it's a lot like what we're talking about. It's a lot like putting wrestlers into a 2K game and being told, oh, well, they're no longer with the company. Uh, so trying to contend with those changes and and seeing how they affect other elements of the game like oh we have to redo all these cutscenes now because you know this has changed or whatever and you have to kind of figure out whether it's worth it or not and most of the time it's not like it, it's a it's relatively minor thing and is it really worth like you know adding something to a cutscene uh just because it's slightly more accurate and eh, not all the time especially if there's a cost associated with it but that was a that was a neat learning experience and I, i'd say if uh you know going into the future making other games i'd have to be really mindful about that like just just be aware that at any time something can totally change and you have to be uh, like ready to deal with it uh zephyr who's been a member for four months in a row well done you uh, said hell yeah matt mcmuscles my youtube sub box is having the crossover of the century <laughs> Uh, Christian said, it's a shame that Denise isn't on the podcast today because I was ready and waiting at 4pm to make stepsister step host jokes and uh, did any of you guys see the Fightful post show on Monday it was hilarious. Also Luke I've now seen the new Ghostbusters, it was great fun Boy howdy did I see the Fightful uh, post show uh, after sure Raw <laughs> Poor Denise Like I, I mean I don't want to drag the topic away from that <laughs> hand here but poor Denise I felt like she was being proper bullied by Sean in the, in the comments there she just didn't understand that there's a, there's porn kinks she did not pick up on any jokes that were being made I felt really uh. bad for her poor sweet innocent mind <laughs> Poor sweet innocent Denise. 
the best way to describe her in something like this. Oh, God. I actually haven't had much of a chance to catch up on Quizlemania from Wednesday, but with Sean on the show, I'd imagine that was also pretty rife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be right in thinking so. <laughs> Turns out Adam is also innocent and doesn't understand the joke. Yeah, no, I had to explain it to him yesterday on the Mailback Show. Um, yeah. James Handley said, I'm a patron supporter of only two channels, WrestleTalk and Flophouse VIP. I can't recommend <laughs> either channel enough. I wonder if we'll get a what happened about current WWE someday, how they went from uh, Monopoly to zombie eating the Miz. Jam that jam and Flophouse. It's too much of a continuing story. There's no good point to do it other than if AEW buys WWE or something. Like they would need to go out of business because, you know, making videos like that, it's like you can't do it. There's never a good point to be like, all right, now's a good time. I mean, now could be a good time, but at the same time, it's like more crazy stuff. Uh, more swerves i guess in the in the world of business could could happen and uh i don't know if you'd ever see that i do want to make another uh wrestling promotion what happened episode um you know russellicious maybe uh oh, i'm not sure um, rap yeah, everyone kind of just goes to ecw and i'm like yeah probably and a few lucha underground suggestions to to do that and um yeah, I, I do want to do one, but I haven't. I just haven't had the time, like, to to sit down and because it requires a lot more research than say, like, a video game. Because a uh, 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 promotion's history lasts for so much longer. Like, it could be a decade, it could be just a few years. So there's a lot to go through. There's a lot of material to sift through. I mean, Homestar fan here suggested you could do one on NXT 1.0. You could, oh, you oh. could, like again, but yeah, it, it could. It, more stuff can still happen that's the thing even if you're even if you're centering on 1.0 like uh they're, they're, you know I, I never feel comfortable i'm like but what if something crazy happens next week you know so. i actually was like pretty impressed because i was checking up on the uh, the 2k20 what happened that you did i rewatched it before we started this just to get some notes together and i was like you did that shortly after the game came out as well like it was like fairly close to the release yeah, unfortunately, that was a game that didn't really like it didn't get much better, but it didn't get much worse in terms of the games like uh, uh, bad things happening to it and, and whatever. But one thing you'll notice if you watch it again, that video is all up now because there's so many bits I had to take out due to WWE copyright. They're just like, nope, not this song, not this song. I think they hit me with another copyright strike like a month ago. Oh, wow. And the video has been out for like two years or whatever it is now. <laughs> so uh, they'll, they, they've they picked that video apart where it'll just jump around now. Uh, yeah. I think uh, you see Hulk Hogan for like one second. And I think we use like five seconds of the, uh, of real American or whatever. It's, that's gone. That's gone. And I, I saw some comments from people say this video sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> it just jumps around for no reason. I'm like, Hey, yeah, what can you do? I don't yeah, know. I can't, I can't stop them. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. There was a music track that you used in there, and I was like, oh, this is the greatest music track ever as well. And I now cannot think of the guy's name. He was the other UFC guy that wasn't Shamrock that they brought in in 98. Dan uh, Severn. Dan, Dan the B7. I, I could hear the music. I was like, it's one of the best entrance theme songs. That sh <laughs> they should have just put that onto someone else. Because Dan right. wasn't around long enough for us to fully appreciate how good that song was. 
Uh, and lastly, we've got from Rio Dante, who says, part of my lewdness, uh, this is in reference to the MJF CM Punk promo. He says, part of my lewdness, but that promo badly gave me a boner. And I couldn't help but damn near yelp while I was at work while the battle was happening. I'm sure my co-workers now think I'm weird. If anyone thinks that's a bizarre comment, uh, this is just for context. Pardon, pardon my lewdness. I got a boner for that. <laughs> yeah, bit of context there. Um, I was there Tempest, for that. <laughs> you were there for that. Uh, Tempest, yeah. I mean, you weren't there for the uh, punk MJF battle, but uh, what did you make of it? I thought it was like the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was I was watching that and I was like, this is everything I want from pro wrestling. You know, it's two incredible, incredible talkers just throwing verbal haymakers at each other. And I'm sure that these guys are are they went backstage and went, went, hey, good stuff, man. You know, great job, whatever. But man, did I feel every word that they were saying. Oh, I absolutely loved it. And I love that they were able to blend kayfabe and worked shoot lines together. You know, like they always they always teach you. It's like, tell the truth as much as you can in promo. So when you veer off into the work stuff, people are inclined to follow you. And that's what they were able to do, talking about all the different lines throughout. And then CM Punk brings up, oh, you can't win without your backup with Wardlow and everybody else and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, that's just kayfabe storyline stuff but it all seamlessly transitions together and a lot easier than most other promos that i see these days um, um, it's the same, it was the same with the um uh the uh mjf bringing up the fact that like you struggle to beat smaller guys yeah like there are guys that you've had you've had matches with that you've really struggled with like it's all like beautiful storyline stuff uh, we did a poll on yesterday's show and i don't know where you'd form this tempest was it better than the kingston version I thought so. A little bit. A little bit. Just probably because there was more. I liked I liked that it felt really big and special. You know, like that one, it kind of built and we got like some really good lines and all, and all that, but it started off small and got bigger and bigger and bigger. This was just like a 10 all the way through for me. I think I'm more on the Kingston side of things. Yeah. I just like Eddie. Um yeah. Also, this from Tristan said, uh, Luke, we all know your favorite entrance theme is Roland, you Biscuit Bark. I mean, come on now. We all know it's that. <laughs> I got to put together the work playlist yesterday for our office. First entrance, break stuff. Adding onto the playlist. I don't care if no one else likes it. <laughs> we're going to listen to this right now. Dad vibes. Oh, D-A-D vibes. Absolutely do it. I love it. Uh, I mean, Matt, you and I, we wanted to basically just build this whole show talking about Still Sucks. Uh, what did you make of the album, though? <laughs> Wait, let's just let's just get to where we're always going to go. Um, <laughs> uh, that, like, that dropped on the anniversary that I have with my wife. And I was like, sorry, babe, I'm going away for a little while. I'm going to let, let me go into a dark corner. I'm just going to listen to this album. Uh, and she's like, yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Take your time. Take your time. And I was like, it's not going to take long. It's like 30 minutes long. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. Not every single thing. There's like one or two tracks where I'm like, eh, you could have cut that. Um, I think, um, love the hate was love like a hate, weird yeah. little, that's, there's no reason for that to exist. It's not clever enough to be a skit and it's not long or it has enough depth to be a song. So that's, that's what it is. But on the majority of it, I actually really enjoy it. I'm still listening to it. So um hopefully in the new year I, i'm planning to do the limbus cast 
uh, where we just go through the entire discography and like everything in between and sort of uh, everyone gives their opinions on each and every album. I predict precisely 23 people will watch this video. So oh, I mean, uh, 24. You're one of them, I'm sure. I am 100% going to be one of them, yeah. I mean, we had this when we started like our Games Master podcast last year, and we we're like, man, this is a real niche within a niche. Like, I'll, I'll be amazed if 20 people listen to this podcast. Right, right. <laughs> I, I did make a video about Fred Durst's um, video game career, and I was like, why is this video doing so well? I think it has like 300,000 <laughs> views now or something. And I was like, I just did this, like, I just expected no one to watch this. I think I made like a, like a, a few months after, I just made a, like a tweet just saying, why did, I'm so out of every video i've ever made i'm really glad this one seems to have done well i don't know why actually i like this like valentine is in uh luke is the one person keeping fred durst relevant 2021 never mind and matt <laughs> <laughs> no fred durst is the one keeping fred durst relevant it's all it's all him it's all him He's always got a mind for the business. <laughs> uh, right. I think we are going to bring... Actually, Tempest, do you have any thoughts on the new Limp Bizkit album before we get out of here? Not particularly. I haven't <laughs> had a chance to listen to it yet. I, it took me like months to listen to any new album this year. Like anything. The only album that I listened to it was, uh, was Drake's uh, new album, like the day it came out. And that's just because it's a capital offense if I don't do that being from Toronto. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's bring this uh to a close matt thank you so much for joining us on the show today is there anything that you would like to plug uh my pleasure um yeah like i said before i'm a fat white guy with uh, with a beard so you can catch me on youtube at matt muscles uh i do lots of video crap uh like what happened which you've wrote since several times you can also find me uh on twitter at the same handle matt muscles and also check out the takeover if you want to play an old school uh beat em up that we made to homage streets of rage uh, and then they announced a new Streets of Rage after we had <laughs> launched the game, which kind of took the uh, a bit of a window out of our sales. But uh, I'd be really happy if any anyone would go ahead. Tongue tied. I'd be really happy if any of you would go check out that game. It's on it's, it's on everything but Xbox. Actually, there's no particular reason for that. It just wasn't in the cards right now. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. It was a real pleasure. Uh, Tempest, you uh, had a new video guide on Parts Fun Known yesterday. When you tell us a little about that. I did indeed. Make sure you go over to Parts of Unknown and check out uh, the first of what it will hopefully be many video essays to go up on Parts of Unknown. We're increasing the amount of content that we put out. We've, of course, already doubled the amount of lists that go out every week. And now we've got long form content kind of in the same vein of explained and actually good where we just analyze different things in pro wrestling. This, of course, being the first one. And it was how AEW created a perfect millennial babyface. Some people hate the fact that I call him a millennial baby face, but is he a baby face? Is he a millennial? Yeah, then shut your goddamn mouth about it. It's his gimmick. He's the anxious yeah. millennial cowboy. That's not yeah. to do with you. I don't know. I don't know why people got so upset about that. But regardless, make sure you go over to uh, Parts Fun Known. Share that video around. I'd like to get the, the numbers up on that one. We're looking forward to doing a lot more fun stuff on Parts Fun Known in the coming weeks and months. In all fairness, Tempest, it's because no one likes millennials. Like we're, oh, we're like we're the generation that no one likes, and anything that's bad, we get blamed for it. Ridley Scott was blaming us for the last jewel failing because we were raised on cell phones. And all this <laughs> Whatever nonsense. that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> Local man yells at cloud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, thank you all so much. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Tempest and Pete will be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review and AEW Rampage review. And then next week, it is business as usual. The Raw review, NXT, AEW podcast, and the return of Denise Salcedo to the Team Danuk show on a Friday. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, best of luck. You know, uh, get get better soon, Denise. We, we all miss you and love you very much. Um, and patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk because our review of Survivor Series 2002 will be going up probably Monday. So you want to get in there now and get listening to that. I don't know if this came across on the podcast, this, but I'm actually a massive fan of Matt. And oh, like, no. I, was, I was I was, geeking out a little bit that we had him on the show because Matt's like, you know, he's, I love the content that he makes anyway. Big fan of what happened. Um, and the, the way we actually got in touch with each other is he was on my favorite podcast, Talking Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was actually on their sister show, uh, What a Cartoon. Where they just sort of like they you know they look at cartoons from history and do a massive deep dive on the making of it and then like review an episode and stuff. And he was on uh, the Model Combats animated, uh, not the series, but like the animated feature film uh, mm-hmm. that they made to like promote the the movie coming out. And in that, he referenced my book. <gasps> he was talking about like this thing, and I was listening to it in the car, and I was like, that sounds a lot like an anecdote that was in my book. And then he was like, yeah, it's from this book called Lights, Camera, Game Over. And I was like, <gasps> Matt read my book. <laughs> and so I posted it up and being like, thank you, Matt, for reading my book. And he was like, yeah, that's great. And then he started following me on Twitter. So we've been chatting with him after that. And then we found out we both love Limp Bizkit. And we've been geeking out over that. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's been on Talking Simpsons, which is like my favorite show. He's also been like, he's friends with Derek from Stop Skeleton and Fighting. He's like the coolest guy. I kind of want to like, now I feel like maybe I could be friends with Derek from Stop Skeleton <laughs> from Fighting. Am I like, what? I'm a one step removed from it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for it. I didn't realize <laughs> that this was such a, such an occasion. It really was. I hope I kept my cool, and I, I made I made him laugh, and I felt very yeah. good about making him laugh. I think I think he might have liked me, Tempest. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see if he gets uh, if you get asked back for a for a second podcast date. Oh, I... <laughs> maybe. Um, have, have you? Is there any like per- people that you watch on YouTube that like if you if you could get them onto this show? That you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh man, I really hope that I impress them with like how super cool I am on the show. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a few, honestly. Um, uh, Jeremy Dooley from uh, from Achievement Hunter and and Rooster Teeth and all that sort of thing. I think he's just like a really swell guy, and I know he lo- he really loves wrestling. Um, other other than him, uh, same way, uh, James Willems uh, from from Funhouse uh, again is a very big wrestling fan. He's actually done some like wrestling himself. Uh, they did like a whole documentary on him being a big wrestling fan and going and training and having a match and, and all that. And it was really cool. Big fan of those guys. I'm also a big fan of, um, of the cosmonaut cosmonaut variety hour cosmonaut Marcus, uh, who's also said he doesn't do like wrestling content, but he said he's a, a wrestling fan and he's, he's just a guy who's like video essays and everything have been like a pretty big influence on me. You know, just in terms of like style of editing and and humor and that sort of thing. And I feel like when because I don't 
at times. I feel like I don't have the analytical brain for like film and everything that I do for wrestling. Like wrestling to me just kind of like clicks and I feel like I have a pretty decent understanding of how things work. I don't feel the same way about film all the time. Like I know what I like, what I like and, and what I don't, whatever. But when I can just sit back and just kind of listen to someone analyze something and make me see things that I hadn't seen already. I really like that. And I think he does that quite a bit. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I, I've had this a lot with Quizzlemania as well. When we've had Quizzlemania guests on where I'm like, oh man, like they're really cool. And when we first had Alex on, I was like, I mean, like Alex, she's so, she's super cool. I hope she likes us. Cause if like, <laughs> if she came onto the show and then afterwards we're just like, man, these guys are dorks. I never want to do anything with those again. I'd be kind of bummed out about it. As yeah. it turns out, you know, Alex was super cool and, you know, she, uh, some for some reason, still gets on with us. So that's, you know, it's all very nice and stuff. But with Pooh Bear and like, there's been a, a bunch of people we've had on Quizzlemania where I'm like, man, like, you're way cooler than us. What are you doing <laughs> on our channel? Like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's happened from time to time. And it's like, I think I've kind of gotten past the, the point of like, marking out man for these wrestlers you know it was like it was it was really cool like having like cole cabana on having your matt striker moments yeah well this is a mark out moment marking out bro marking out bro christ apparently i'm the only one in the office that doesn't like matt striker yeah you are yeah yeah. we're we're matt striker apologists here at wrestle talk i don't know how this came about (laughs) i was told this like on the nxt podcast and i was like what have i missed (laughs) oh yeah no no yeah we're we're all match striker apologists here lord Uh, i can't i can't can't agree but uh but yeah like colt cabana on and uh and uh, demo of course like anytime i i feel it more at the end where it's like the show's over and i'll be like wow they were really cool you know it could be so easy for them to to big league us and just be like, yeah, it's cool, this show, whatever. But like, I finished the the show with with Demo and just be like, what a lovely man, you mm-hmm. know. And that sort of thing means a lot more to me than be just like, oh, I really liked your match, sir. You know, it's <laughs> just like, oh, you're a swell dude. All right, awesome. That's what I care yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, what do you got planned for this weekend? Um, really, I my weekends are all kind of like the same at this point. Honestly, uh, we we kind of get together, me and some friends, and we uh, we might watch watch some movies, watch a new show. I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to trying to find time to watch Succession, so I might do that because I I've heard nothing but good things about that show. You're um, not gonna be watching Get Back on Disney Plus. Perhaps not. Has Hawkeye come out? I yeah, don't Hawkeye's, know. First two episodes of that are out. Oh, I, I don't have much interest in watching that but i feel like because i'm a marvel shill like i, I kind of have to so i might watch that at some point but Which i gotta you like you know you may you may find that you absolutely love the beatles yeah 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 i mean i, I can listen to the beatles i don't know that i need to watch oh, all of that I mean, but... i'm so i'm so excited to watch it my wife doesn't want to yeah. watch it um not because she doesn't like the beatles or anything she just doesn't it's not a, a documentary that appeals to her and i'm like but like it's all it's it's john and and it's, and it's Ringo and Paul and George and they're all together and sometimes mm. they 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 sort of we find like the breaking up of the Beatles and stuff like I I am so jazzed to watch it yeah and I don't know when I'm gonna watch it because it's like three hours long <laughs> <laughs> yeah I might I might take some time out because I I absolutely loved watching um, Val 
the Val Kilmer documentary, of course, when that came out earlier this year. And so very much along the same way, like I love watching documentaries about like pop culture type stuff like that. So I will probably make time at some point, but that's probably not going to be one that I watch with the group because the Beatles are a bit divisive amongst uh, amongst this group. I like them. I like the Beatles music, but uh, not everyone does. So that might be on my own time. Otherwise, probably just going to play some more Pokemon. I've been really slacking in that game. The people in my friend group have already beaten the game, and I'm like, I have five badges, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. But this job is uh, has taken up the majority of my time this week, which I can't be too mad about. It's a fun job. It's the best job in the world, uh, and yeah. you're the best podcast listeners in the world. Let's see, actually, if any of you have left uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Before I do say that you are the best people, because you may actually, <laughs> you might actually all suck. Let's find out bunch of one-star Scroll- reviews scrolling down rest of podcast reviews nope no new reviews since uh, since saturday you all suck i've decided trash. now every single one of you sucks trash. do better trash people <laughs> leave a review five stars if possible um tempest thank you so much for being uh, a wonderful step host and and joining me on the show today <laughs> hate that <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, thank you for being a, a substitute teacher. So yeah, the, my favorite substitute teacher to have on the show. Um, no, that's a apart, different kink. Yeah, yeah, apart from SP3, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for joining us all. Uh, have a lovely weekend, everyone. We will see you next week. In fact, Tempest will see you tomorrow for the SmackDown AEW review. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.